Black on the Scene is a love letter to Black creators, Black content, and Black voices who are helping to drive change and representation in entertainment. I'm John Gist, here with my amazing co-host, Dee Dee Brown, and we are two industry professionals that have worked on some of the most iconic multicultural film and television campaigns over the years. The Black on the Scene podcast will highlight the many accomplishments of Black folks across film, TV, music, art, literature, and sports that celebrate diverse and nuanced stories which embody our culture. In each episode, we shout out and give flowers to some culture contributors and creators that you know and those you should know for being Black on the scene. Let's jump into this week's episode. Welcome back to Black on the Scene. It's John, and I'm here with my day one, Dee Dee Brown, and we have our first dual conversation on the show with two creative, inspiring, dynamic ladies working towards authentic representation in the world of media and entertainment. John, what a treat it is to have Tola Lal and your shopping buddy, Nikki Cameron from Girl Wonder. Girl Wonder is a professional pipeline 501c3 initiative giving rise to ambitious young women of color between the ages of 17 and 22. Their mission is to empower our girls through social impact, career exploration, and objective alignment by providing access and resources necessary for them to successfully enter a competitive workforce while teaching them to leverage these tools to reach their personal and professional goals. I've had the immense pleasure of speaking to the young ladies of Girl Wonder and fell in love with each and every one of them. Yes, I'm so excited to talk to you guys. And thank you so much, ladies, for joining us on Black on the Scene. Nikki, girl, I know we need another shopping trip sometime soon. And Tola, I know you are all about the fashions and the looks yourself, so you have to join us on our next shopping trip. I want to dive in. I want to get into it because I know there's so much to talk about. Uh, Tola, I know Nikki's story already like the back of my hand. I've known that girl since she was five years old. But I want to start with your background, Tola, and how you got into the entertainment industry. And then, Nikki, let's jump into how you, how you jumped into the entertainment industry as well. So, Tola, let's start with you first. Hi. So, um, I started in the entertainment space as an intern. Uh, you know, when I went to Pace University as an undergrad, I knew that I wanted to be in the creative space. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. So, I dabbled in public relations. I was an intern at Sony. Um, my first internship was at Jive Records in the marketing department. And then eventually I went to intern in the music and talent department at MTV. So I, I was excited about being able to touch um, and experience many different components and assets of the entertainment and creative space, um, just so I could get a feel for where I wanted to be when I graduated. So when I graduated, I had a short stint in beauty PR. My life was like uh, the Devil Wears Prada, but it was, you know, good training training grounds for, for me. So after that I jumped back into Viacom MTV as an EA in the budding global um, digital department. That's when, you know, social media was just picking up and Twitter was launching and, you know, mobile and all these things. So I got to see the growth of the digital boom from the ground up. Um, And during that time, I was doing a lot of college speaking and high school speaking because young kids would always say, oh my God, you have the cool jobs. How did you get there? And I'm like, well, I don't really know if I 
have the blueprint or anything, but I can tell you the steps that I took as an undergrad to get to where, you know, I was. So, you know, I was doing a lot of that. And then some uh, sorority sister of mine asked me to, you know, bring a girl wonder or do some college speaking to the girls at her high school in, in Brooklyn. And Girl Wonder was literally birthed out of that. Like, I had no clue what I was doing. I didn't go to school for nonprofit anything. This is all trial and error, but it's a lot of fun uh, in the process. Thank you. Nikki, let's go get to this story. Uh, Yeah, sure. So Jonathan got me my first job out of college (laughs) at an agency. I did not know this. Many, many moons ago working at an agency. Wait, what agency? Can we share it? It's an agency, and that's actually where I met Tola, and we were just, uh, Tola kind of skipped over this. Tola and I were a riot. Like, we've always been a riot, and riot in the best sense of the term. Like, we we are fun girls, right? And we, I don't know if the agency could handle all of our fun, um, but Jonathan got me my first job in entertainment PR, and, you know, like, it was cool. It was my first time working in entertainment, working with, like, TV clients like WeTV, Universal Films, and Paramount, and going to red carpets and all that jazz. And then um, I ended up relocating to New York and I actually fell in love with beauty. Like I've always been like a skincare girl and I was like, oh, I like beauty. And the opportunity presented itself for me to work at the Estee Lauder Companies, which is a luxury beauty brand that everybody knows. Um, so there I kind of worked in digital and e-commerce um, across all of their portfolios. So that's like, you know, Mac, Bobby Brown, uh, Tom Ford. Y'all know, Jonathan used to hit me like, can I get that discount? <laughs> And then, so was that the SA Lauder companies, because they were very serious about, like, storytelling and, like, the angles in which they did all of their campaigns. And I was like, oh, this is kind of dope, but I kind of want to tell stories about black people and shed light about our stuff, like, on a larger scale. So, with the help of a mutual friend who we all know, Brittany Royce, um, executive at NBC... She was like, oh, girl, you could do this. You got it. And I was like, I do? Um, so I ended up relocating from New York. I left Estee Lauder. I actually had talked to my boss about it. And she was like, well, let's get a strategy for you to get into TV and kind of like figure out what your transferable skills are to work in development. Um, so I relocated quickly, moved to NBC. Um, all along, I'm helping Tola with Girl Wonder, just kind of like throwing out ideas because Tola is the mastermind behind Girl Wonder. And I'm just kind of like the person like, oh, what about this? What about that? Or whatever. And like she said, it was trial and error. Um, I moved to Los Angeles, started working at NBC in production management, convinced Tola to move out here too. And I didn't believe that she was going to move. She eventually came. Um, and then after NBC, currently I um, just got a promotion, director of development at Buna Murray Productions which is such a fun company where we create content and just do fun things. So that's kind of like my story in a nutshell. First of all, let me give y'all a round of applause to this, all this amazing uh, Black Girl Magic y'all are doing. <laughs> that's amazing. I didn't know you guys worked together um, at that agency. I'm not going to say which agency it was. Um, <laughs> but that's, that's such an amazing, that's so, that's so interesting. So you, you two were at this agency and I know Nikki specifically, I know we talked about it cause you were like, PR is not for me. And you were very like adamant about that. But Tola, like talk about what it is you learned at like kind of that starting out place in your career from a, from a career point. Like what were the, like the tangible things you learned that you feel like you can truly apply to what you're doing now? 
So there are a lot of do's and don'ts, um, but the do's, we'll stick with that. Um, just being aggressive and being, you know, positive and just networking and connecting dots. I think that because Lauren and I, Nikki and I were so like girls about town and we were just, you know, always trying to meet the people and connect dots, we were able to make um, decisions quickly and we were able to produce results quickly. Um, you know, and PR is is... It's really tough, but I think if we decided to go back, we would succeed just because we know the lay of the land and we know how to move in that space. So I think that, you know, one of the biggest takeaways from that and even like my first job in, in beauty PR was to, to pull away the positives and, and the, the learning the learning, the lessons and things that you can take to your next opportunity, even if it was like uncomfortable situations, right? Um, but it, it was it was great. We made a lot of connections because they literally threw us in all of, you know, the the, the projects um, literally threw us into, you know, the ocean. Uh, but we we figured it out immediately like because we didn't really have a choice. But we also learned that, like, we can literally do this. You know, I, I moved out to Los Angeles without a plan, without a job, with nothing. And, you know, my family members were looking at me like I was crazy, but I was like, oh, God got me. But then on the back end, I was like, I don't really know. But then in my mind, I knew that I could do it because I've done it before in different, you know, ways. So here we are making it happen. And for you, Nikki, I, I would love to hear about, you know, you're from you're from the A and what your family was thinking when you moved to New York and then moved over to Los Angeles um, I, I, I lucked up in this sense because I come from a family of like just huge support. That's just the nature of our family and our lineage. Um, like it, it's crazy. Like we have like chapters, everybody that goes to college gets a scholarship. So I come from a very supportive family. So when I made the decision to originally, originally move to New York in, I think it was 2013, um, I had a very candid, candid conversation with my mom. I was like, Hey, you know, I'm moving and this is going to be different. I'm going to need help financially. And she was like, girl, let's pack the bags. Come on. Do you know I'm gonna help you? And then when I decided to move to LA, I had that same conversation. And unfortunately, I actually ended up taking a pay cut to work in the TV industry at NBC Universal. And I was like, you know, life's gonna be different. You know, you're gonna be pitching pennies now. And my mom was like, girl, come on, pack these bags. I already, I got the UPS people coming to to ship the stuff. Like I, I surpassed you at this point. Like, so all you need to do is pick up and go. So I was very lucky in that sense to like have um, a support system for my family and for my friends to say like, yeah, we support you. Because what I learned early on is that like, when you graduate, you have a major or whatever. It's not. It's never going to be linear, and that's okay. And you can start over multiple times or whatever. And thankfully, I had um, family that was like, "Let's let's see what happens." <laughs> well, shout out to Mama Cameron. I want to hear shout more to about these family scholarships. <laughs> I'm like, is this what we need to be doing in the Brown family? So explain a little bit more about what you mean by that and chapters and yeah so ever since I was young like I, I don't it's so funny because when I tell other people about it like our family is kind of like run like a business so like um we have like fundraisers I remember growing up like we would like be Jonathan we would be like on Cascade like doing car washes or whatever or, like selling like fish baskets to raise money every Christmas like we support a family and we donate to them we buy gifts or whatnot um and then we have like chapters 
then we pay dues. So it's Detroit, it's DC. We have family in Kansas, and like we have, like literally, we have family meetings. I just got a, a an email from my cousin the other day, and was like, you know, it's time to have our first family meeting post um, COVID or whatever. Like, come together with your dues, and what we gonna talk about? Who's the tre- we have a treasurer, we have a president in the Atlanta chapter. Um, so it's really like it's serious. <laughs> I'm absolutely taking this idea back to my family. Like me too. We all are. We're like, wait, I've known them for so long. I don't know. I knew, I knew y'all had a very close family, Nikki, and I'm really good friends with Nikki's sister, Lacey, as well. And but I didn't know y'all took it to this far as like a business. Like that's yeah. I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> This is brilliant. Nikki, you need to find a way to share this concept with with people because I think a lot of families are are somewhat doing that. Like we all help our family members where we can. I've helped ne- nephews and nieces through college paying for books or et cetera. I don't have kids, so it's easier for me to sort of, you know, I have more disposable income. And so and I'm happy to do it. But the concerted, the strategy, we already knew you were a strategist, but the strategy, you've been, you've been embarking on strategy and, and intention and purpose, like your whole family is, is, is involved in that. So it, 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 I can see how you and Tola coming together with Girl Wonder makes, you know, makes sense. And so what I would love for you to, to talk about as we pivot a little bit into, what Girl Wonder, like starting Girl Wonder with a full-time job, Tola, um, growing it. You said yourself you did not know anything about the not-for-profit space, but just seeing that need and managing it with your nine-to-five, growing it to where it is now. Just take us on the journey a little bit more because you said it's not linear, and I know there were ups and downs. Just fill us in on that journey a little bit more. So to be honest, when people ask me about like the ups and downs, I always say there were never any downs. There were always ups. And that's how like I, I realized early on that this was like my purpose because we didn't run into any issues like ever. I think the biggest issue we run into now is just the amount of work and support that we're getting and the small team and how we're all exhausted and everybody has multiple jobs. You know what I mean? So like there were no downs, the ups and ups and ups that just kept happening is like the, you know, the girls and the support and the brands pouring into us. And then, you know, when, when family members finally see like, oh, this is not another one of her million ideas. This is actually blowing up. Then everybody wants to jump in. No, seriously, I've had a million ideas before this one kicked off. But, um, you know, so it's just been a whirlwind of positivity and support. And then the girls, like, I think, you know, the the biggest hurdle right now was just being able to manage the Girl Wonder community because it's growing so much and so at, at such a rapid pace. And it's only like five or six of us on the team with over like 150 girls that want support and want to talk to us all the time and need our ear. And we're just like, OK, yes, yes, yes. But we're tapped out. But, you know, th- those are good problems to have. Right. So, yes, <laughs> those are good problems to have. Well, I was going to say, Tola is so humble and she like leaves out things or whatnot, but like this is just a little small story that kind of ties back into the the origins of Girl Wonder. So when Tola and I both left said agency that we worked at and I relocated to New York, Tola has always been the girl like, we can do it on our own. Like we don't need anybody to do it. So literally this girl like put together a deck and pitched Carol's daughter, like this national brand, and was like, hey, like, why aren't you tapping into HBCU students? This was literally at the time where, like, hair influencers were kind of taken off, 
And like she was able to kind of see like a hole in the market. She went to Carol's daughter. I remember I because I was living with Miss Murray, remember? And you you went and I you called me after I was like, how did it go? And she was like, I think they like it, but I don't know. And Carol's daughter at the time was launching a new product. And so she literally convinced them to give her Tola had a company called 617 Creative. And she was like doing what we were doing at the agency, right? And so, like, that was the first big client where they gave us, like, all this money to go on a tour down the East Coast to all these HBCU schools and talk to bring on these influencers, these big influencers that you see now that were just starting off and on YouTube and, like, bring them a different set at each college to talk to the girls about, you know, how to be an influencer, what to do at the college, da, 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 da. So I think that that's important to the Girl Wonder story because shortly after that, or maybe it's like a year or two, when we were, like, our first, like, kind of kickoff Girl Wonder event where we were like, hey, we're going to shoot for the stars, but we don't know if we're going to work. Um, we were like, she said... January is mentoring National Mentoring Month. And I was like, why do you know that? Um, she was like, because I'm trying to figure out how to get to these girls. And I'm like, okay. She's like, what are we going to do? She literally came to Estee Lauder, literally on my work break. Um, I secured a conference room or whatever. And we we're like, who do we know? Who, what resources do we have? You went down the block because I worked by Lululemon. You went down the block somehow. And that's how we secured the Lululemon space. And then we like tapped into our resources and we didn't think people would come, but literally so many people came to this first girl wonder event. And it was like, people were crying. I remember seeing like the after footage, people crying. People were just so moved. So like, that I think that has been like the beauty in Girl Wonder where we just we just throw it out there and see if it's gonna stick and it works and we you know elevate and keep moving on to the next thing. John, we need another round of applause for this. <laughs> right. I'm like <laughs> Shout out. Talk about figuring it out, building the plane while flying it. And Tola is looking at you, Nikki, while you're talking with sort of this disbelief, like I did that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. Like, <laughs> that girl? better storyteller than I am because I will skip over all of that and like I don't, I don't remember. We just did it. Um, I don't know, but thank you for that trip down memory lane. But I think that's a very important like point to like th- there's work involved, right? And I think you're so you're so deep into it and you're just doing it because it's so much, it's so so such a passion for you. But like also. Like you guys are working and you have personal lives and you're doing this nonprofit. So like, what are you doing to like kind of keep yourself grounded, not to go crazy, you know, making time for self? Like what what does that look like for you guys? Until I see you making a face. But like what what's that kind of like happy medium where like, okay, I can't go do this too much. I need to like pull back a little bit. I need a vacation. I need to go to the spa. I need to get my nails done. Like what are those things you you're that you're doing to kind of keep you level because you're doing so much? So I think there's that's where I struggle. Um, I don't do work on Saturdays, but Sundays I'm usually in front of the computer trying to map out what the rest of the week looks like. Um, by Wednesday, I'm normally spent. I'll have a headache or something. Thursdays, I try to keep light. Fridays, I try to keep light. But I, but I pack so much into the week and meetings and talking to people and doing this and doing that. But I mean, I do get my nails done every three weeks. I do get a pedicure every three weeks. That's the one thing that I've been consistent with majority of my life. But in terms of like going outside and meeting people, that that was one of our my goals for the year that Lauren told me I needed to meet and connect with a person, a different person every week. I failed so far, but I will. I'm starting Q2. Um, but it, it's a struggle to like disconnect from work sometimes, just because it's so fun and I do enjoy it, and I'm borderline obsessed with like the success, and I almost feel like you know when you have young adults to. Um, answer to you you can't drop the ball because they hold you accountable totally you said we were going to do so and so and so and then you're just like oh my god I did say that now I have to do it so there's always that pressure um 
But, you know, a mentee asked me the other day, like, you pour so much into us. Do you have any, do you do anything to pour into you other than therapy? And I was like, I get my nails done, which is bad. You know, I, I need to do a little bit more than that. So I'm currently working on that, trying to figure that out. I keep telling Nick St. She owes me a vacation. We got to go somewhere. Take me out. Take me somewhere. Um, you know, we always, you know, ideate on fun things to do. But literally by the weekend, I'm just like so drained that I, I can't even do anything. But I'm working on it, trying to figure it out as I go along. Help. But I think also like because like our the core group of Girl Wonder like is so close knit and like we have like. Courtney Oliver, who's an HR exec at uh, Viacom or Paramount now, like she's always kind of been like that, the sounding board for us to say like, oh, you guys need to do this or you need to do this or whatever. So when Tola says there are no downs, like no downs in the sense where it was just like something traumatic that happened, but we always kind of had our own mentors to kind of like shepherd us and point us in the right direction. And luckily we've had the spirit of discernment to know like, okay, this may not work or we need to shift here or this person isn't working out whatever, whatever the case may be. But we've always like me and Tola, like sometimes we get on each other's nerves a lot, you know what I'm saying? But we, at the end of the day, we know how to come back and say like, have a conversation and then be like, you want to go out to eat? Yeah, let's go out to eat. <laughs> so it's like, we, it, Somehow we found balance amongst it all. Um, I think that's important to say. I would love for you to to also just break down the roles at the company because now, well, I say company, but the not-for-profit, but it is a business, right? Um, break down the roles of how you have it set up now because Tola, I understand this is your main gig now, your main focus. And Nikki, we know you have a that new executive job uh, over um, at, at uh, Bonham and Murray. And I'm just curious at how you have the roles broken down and how the, the program um, is, is set up. So um, I head up brand partnerships. Um, Lexi helps me with brand partnerships and she leads the digital strategy. So that's the social web, LinkedIn, everything. Um, and then under her, she has the coordinator that does all the designs. Um, and then we have like some fellows under, we kind of use the fellowship program to poach talent because we're, we're so spent. We're like, you know, well, let's throw out a fellowship program and see which one of these girls are strong enough and fast enough to keep up with us. Um, and then we have uh, Bianca who leads the community engagement. So we have a partner company, Win NYC. It's the biggest shelter um, system in New York City. So we, you know, do our drives and right now we're collecting for bras and we send everything to them. So she leads our community engagement. I'm actually about to throw regular programming onto her slate because I'm like, this is light for you. We, we need some help over here. And then like newly, um, music, music and talent, uh, media and talent, Lorna and I are just trying to figure out like, what kind of storytelling we want to do with Girl Wonder. Um, but we have so many girls that are interested in production and telling stories that it's kind of overwhelming. And I, I don't know that space or don't really know where to start, but we know that that's something that can actually blow up and like Girl Wonder can tell some stories. Um, we recently had a really great um, video series for Women's History Month that had so many shares and so many views. So I'm like, okay, they want the content. We just have to figure out what it is that we're, what, sto what the storytelling is. So that's the team. Um, we have a coordinator under community engagement as well. And right now we have four fellows. Um, and somebody just emailed me to be our summer intern. So I love this. Um, and also, like, I, I met uh, a young lady who participated in the program, Regina Butler. I uh, met her through Nikki. And she, you're right, we all, all love her dearly. 
And I, I remember meeting her and having a conversation with her and like, it just was like, oh my God, I want to like help you. I want to like guide you. I want like, I'm now her mentor. I was like, it's just such a thing. I'm like, I'm going to help you get different jobs and things like that. So that's my own like great success story of seeing what your program has done for, for young black girls. But let's talk about some more success stories that you've had, because I feel like there's so such a wide range of people that you're like, oh, my God, I see this is where you're going. This is what you wanted to do. And now you're doing it. Let's talk about let's highlight a few of those like moments that you've had to like we're like, wow, I'm really doing the right thing because all these these great girls are now doing so many amazing things right now. You can go ahead. Oh. No, I was I was going to talk about uh, Desiree. Or, or you go. I'll follow suit. <laughs> um, I was actually going to say Medina. Medina's at TikTok. Deandra's at Apple. Well, Medina um, just isn't at TikTok. Medina is at TikTok, and she when you go to TikTok and you see all of, like the music or like you see the TikTok um, playlist or whatever. Medina is solely the person on her team creating all of that. So all of that, um, act like you know, or whatever. Like, Medina is the one who's, like, tapped into that. And I'm just like, and she doesn't even give herself enough credit for it. But I'm like, Medina, we knew you when you were, like, in high school. And you were like, I don't know, I want to do music, but I don't know, like, how to do cool music. And now you're at, like, the top company. You know, like, that's amazing. And she just got a promotion like... Um, that's amazing. I didn't even know that part. Um, so yeah, Medina, DeAndre's at Apple, um, Desiree's at BlackRock, um, uh, uh, Shawnice is at Disney. Literally, what's her role, Nick Sage? The assistant to somebody big in production. Help me here. Oh, the, the chief content officer at Disney. So Shanice just graduated and she was like, Nikki, I want to do development. I was like, okay, I can coach you or whatever on, you know, your interviews and things like that and what you need to be doing to kind of cultivate your own, like, personal branding or whatnot. So I'm happy that she was able to get in such a, you know, coveted role. It's EA, but it's like your first job out of school and you're working with the freaking chief creative content officer at um, Disney. So that's dope. This is this is all amazing. And I didn't and I I didn't know all of this. This is so great. But, like, how does that make you feel, Total, like, that you can say that? Because this is an industry that, like, there's not a lot of us that there, but now literally the next generation of folks are literally planting these seeds to grow into these amazing flowers and trees in this industry. And that's something that you say, you can literally say I had a hand in like how, how does that that's make you actually feel? baffling? Right. Because we move so quickly. I never stopped to think about the results. Right. And then when, when we do, and like somebody's like, Oh my God, Tola, I just got a job at CAA. And I'm just like, Wait, oh my goodness. Like we had a hand in that. You know what I mean? I never stop to think about that. I'm always st- I'm always on the move trying to think of what's next. But when they do hit us with those, oh my god, I got a job here. I'm just like, "Oh my goodness. This is amazing. I contributed, we contributed." You know, and then when they post up their congratulations or thank you or shout outs to girl wonder for the look at the I'm just like, "Oh my god. This is great." So it just makes me want to hone in on that and kind of like share that story. Um, share those stories and tell, you know, our successes because the brands want to know our successes. Like now, now the storytelling is not about, oh, this cool new organization is helping young girls in, you know, media and entertainment. We're seven years old. The story now is the results. Like you said, you was doing this seven years ago. So what have you done in the last seven years? So now like I've kind of shifted and like, we got to we got to tell the story. We got to share the results now because that's what's going to get us to the next level. Like our goal this year was it was pretty huge, you know, and I'm like, well, a lot of the other 
organizations from our peers or getting supports from these type of brands and getting this type of, you know, um, financial support. And this is what I want, too, for little black girls that want to be in media and entertainment. So they have to see the results. And that's the storytelling we have to move forward with. Oh, another really good thing that made me feel proud was Talia. Talia was um, one of our mentees who, when we met her, she wanted to go to law school, but she was like, I don't know, like my score isn't good enough or whatever. So, like, mentoring her through, like, the LSAT or whatever. And just recently, she launched her own fund called the Legally Black Fund. So, she's a two-year law student at NYU now, um, full ride, which is great. And so she was like, I want to kind of do something like Girl Wonder, but for black girls in legal or whatever, because I didn't have a lot of money to, you know, support myself to take all these practice LSAT tests to apply for all of these um, schools. Application fees are expensive, you know, whatever the case may be. She did it. And like, literally, like she was like, they were talking about her fund on MSNBC recently, and she was just awarded like $30,000. And it was just like, the fact that we could kind of teach her like, you know, what we knew or what we went through through Girl Wonder kind of starting and she applied that to her own business for black women who want to get into the entertainment industry. I thought that that was fantastic. Yes, and it was $35,000 from the New York Knicks and John Starks presented her with the check at one of the home games recently. I was like, this is amazing. This is amazing. So yeah, she's definitely one of our, you know, great stories but a lot of the girls are, are doing you know great stuff and like even if they're still in school they're coming out of their shells and like you know participating and learning the importance of building community so if they haven't you know graduated or been able to to secure a entry-level role just yet I do feel and see that they are taking heed to the, the teachings that we're trying to show them and like pushing themselves out of their comfort zone to shoot their shot in somebody's LinkedIn, you know, and set up informational conversations. Cause I'm like, that is how you're going to get to where you want to be. So across the board, they make, they make us happy. They do. Even like we had like somebody reach out to India for the scholarship program. And I was like, wow, like how do you like somebody in India? <laughs> yes. And I gave her the scholarship. Cause I was just like, I don't even know how you found us, but that's a lot of research. So kudos to you here. Have this. Tell us a little bit more about the programming. You mentioned scholarship. I know for a fact, I was in LA a couple of weeks ago when you did this amazing luncheon with Zarina Akers. And of course, the footage from it was just, I was like, Nikki, why am I in my hotel room where you guys are doing this amazing luncheon? We didn't know you were here. (laughs) I know. I was so tired. I couldn't have gone anywhere. It was great to look at it on the ground though. Um, So tell us a little bit more about the programming that you have. You mentioned scholarship, career advancement. Just give us a sort of a rundown as to exactly what some of the programming involves. So um, we started out with a lot of professional development, our annual leadership academy, which I literally came up with like in a week. And I was like, hey, Lauren, we're executing this in like two weeks. And she was like, what? Another one of these crazy ideas, but it happened. So we're about to enter our fifth year of the Leadership Academy. Um, So we have the the Leadership Academy, which is our summer camp, if you will, where we take girls to a different company every single day to show them, you know, people of color and leadership roles. And, you know, they they walk through their story of how they got to where they are, what they look for in um, interns and, you know, what our girls should be doing now to get into these spaces. Um, That's the entry point into Girl Wonder. And then throughout the year, we have virtual programming. Hopefully we can get into in-person programming sooner than later. Um, And we have um, a lot of that, a lot of conferences, uh, mini conferences, brunches and lunches that they're like, total when is is the Atlanta brunch? Um, So we have all all these these programs that we kind of use to see like who's showing up. Um, 
and who's really about the community, who's really ready to put in the work before we, you know, recommend you to any of our partner companies. So we have partner pipeline, com- uh, partner pipeline companies um, with the Stephen Colbert Show, Andy Cohen Show, guests. So, you know, and Fjall Robin, and they come to us and say, hey, we have two opportunities for the spring, fall, summer uh, internships. What girls can you send us? So we vet them internally and then send them to them. And, you know, normally we have two or three girls at um, these internships. So we have that. And then this year or last year, we actually launched um, Holistically Me, which is our mental health initiative, just because we realized like a lot of our girls needed some of that uh, help because we're in the middle of a pandemic and a lot of them graduated in a pandemic and in in the middle of this um, and we realized that we needed to make sure that they were whole on the inside before we even send them out to this dog eat dog world especially the entertainment industry so um, this year we're lo- we're looking to blow that up into a mini wellness conference um, and we're actually rolling out a website for that um, on its own so mental health um programming and professional development programming and then eventually i want to take them on like a mission trip so we can give back to those less fortunate and like a different country okay wow sounds amazing amazing, amazing. and how can dd and i how can our black on the scene support what can we do dd and i both work at big media companies like what can we do to really keep the mission of girl wonder continuing and going I don't know. That's the difficult part for me, the ask, right? People always ask me, how can we help? And I'm just like, I, I, I don't know. Can you come speak to the girls? But I know it's so much bigger than that. Like, people want to do more than that. So, I don't know. Next thing, we put on our thinking right. caps and figure out what this ask is, right? Because so many people are like, what can we do? It's more than just a, a Zoom conversation. So, I don't know. Well, I, I think, um, so we recently launched our, like, first advisory board. We got some really good heavy hitters on the board. And so I think um, just, like, that kind of helped us, or helped you, rather, Tola, um, get out of your comfort zone with asking people. And so, like, even with the first meeting of the advisory board, like, we were like, okay, we want to meet this dollar amount by the end of the year. The way that you can help us is by doing X, Y, and Z. So whether it's, like, you know, reaching out to your networks to say, like, hey, can you give a monetary amount or you know like do you have anything like for internships whatever the case may be like it's really about like networking really that's that's how we can use the support it's like via networking and getting the word out um which has been um a proven like success story for us um thus far well john and i are waiting on our invitation to the advisory board but we're wondering if um, a $500 donation from Black on the Scene would be helpful towards your goals. Absolutely. <laughs> Did he stop? <laughs> Absolutely. We, we love what you all are doing. And it, it really is a joy to see you two just dynamic. We said it from the beginning, dynamic, purposeful, talented, amazing young black women really pouring back into this community that we love. You know, um, we started this podcast, not just as a way to hear ourselves talk, but to to highlight folks like y'all with doing the work for authentic representation. And no one speaks that more in volumes than you do just pouring back into that next generation. And so Black on the Scene is our love letter to black entertainment and we would just love to hear like what your love letter is to black entertainment and this amazing initiative that you have 
with girl wonder and setting these young ladies up for just success in the entertainment industry, not just entertainment industry, but life. That's a good one. Um, I think I would say not everybody's this STEM kid, right? So let's open our arms and embrace the creative kids the way we would embrace the, the STEM kids, the way they push STEM on, you know, everybody and engineering and all that. Now, the creative kids are just as we actually move the culture, right? You turn on the TV, you want to see what's on. You turn on the radio, you want to be entertained. So welcome these babies in the same way you welcome in the doctors and the lawyer babes. You know what I mean? Like, we are the ones that are creating the entertainment and the content. And and, and I, I think it's time for, like, some of the gatekeepers to either move over or open your arms and usher in these new girls <laughs> open your arms and, and, and usher in the new girls and like give them the tools and tips and tricks on how to succeed you know be nice and share yeah in addition to like stem like i know for me like i didn't know what the development side of entertainment was and when i learned about it i was like oh like there's huge like you know and i feel like it is my duty to help people understand how content is made from the ground up, right? And being somebody that can say, hey, I have this idea and take it from A, B, C, D, X, Y, Z, whatever the case may be, and understanding that there's a selling side of TV and there's a buying side of TV and how that merges and like how we need to be buyers. Like it's not a lot of black buyers on the network side buying TV. And so we can have all these cool ideas, but if we're not buyers, it doesn't matter because they don't get it. They don't understand. And at the end of the day, representation matters. And you guys are playing a role in that representation. So the, the girls that you are literally lifting up in the next generation are going to be that new, new executives, new directors, new development execs and things like that. So I personally love everything that you guys are doing. Round of applause. Kudos to you, Tola. Kudos to you, Nikki. Nikki, congratulations on the promotion, which Thank I didn't you. know about. Shout out to you. Tola, you keep doing it. You keep shining and doing all the amazing things that you're doing. Didi and I are so, so, so thankful for you guys joining us today on Black on the Scene. This is such a great conversation. You have two advocates in us, so anytime you need us for anything, let us know, and we are there and ready to, to volunteer. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you guys next time on Black on the Scene. Bye. Thank you so much to our guests and to you for listening to this week's episode of Black on the Scene. We'd love it if you'd leave us a rating and review, plus share your own love letter for Black entertainment and follow us on all social media platforms at Black on the Scene. See you next time.